Am I peaking? I think we've all peaked. We've all peaked. We've all peaked. I'm definitely I'm, on the... <laughs> I'm on the down. I'm pretty sure I've peaked. I'm catching yeah, I wasn't out. talking about my recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just yeah, just not like about life. Existential crisis just <laughs> right here, right now. Well, 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 well. Uh, it's another quarantine edition. We're back. It's Lonely Arts Club, uh, where three creative types seek entertaining conversation. You got me, Josh. Ali and V's, how you boys doing? Good, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Ali, update on the album, please. <laughs> just straight in, straight in there. Uh, mate, usually I'd say don't even ask because, Ooh. you know, we've gone four to four, 13 episodes of me saying, oh, it's like 70%. And it's, it's not interesting to listen to. It's gone up by one. Uh, hopefully the album's interesting to listen to, but I doubt that as well. Um, <laughs> we are done, pretty much. What? We're like ni- 97% now. Wait, what's, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. That, that yeah, is a that massive jump. Real quick. <laughs> that is a know, massive jump. <laughs> what? It, it happens in the brain. You realise that you were lying to yourself, and then the album's done. Wait. So I wait. Guess. So 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 actually, you haven't really done anything apart from sit there and think. Yeah, I think it's done now. I haven't done anything in weeks, mate. <laughs> no, I, I have. What I do have. You do? Um, I have. I have. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just it's just come together really nicely. Uh, I've thrown away songs. I've. I've just gotten over some mental blocks I've had with some tracks. Oh, and tell, t- we're, tell, we're, us, we're tell us, tell us the struggle. Nearly. Paint that picture. Oh, I'm not going to tell you about my struggles, <laughs> my amazing life and my great job. Thank you. <laughs> I, I probably don't come across great in this podcast anyway. Let's so not dig into just this. I cho- had to choose between t- uh, which golden toilet seat to, to, to put in my bathroom this week. Uh, which, one yeah. do I, which one do I use? I, I, it's <laughs> tough. Is it all right to tell people that you've got your like one million stream plaque like above no, it's, your toilet? No, it's, it's That's a hundred million. Thank it's you. It's a hundred million, million streams. Million. It's above his toilet in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I don't know where else to put it. That's the guest box. But you've also got your other. You've got all your albums. You've got all your albums framed up there as well. I've got yeah above the toilet. There is four of my LPs. Uh, well, not LPs, but vinyl. And then the 100 million stream plaque underneath it. It's not mounted, uh, it's actually on the toilet. Oh, uh, no, it's mounted now. I thought I'd. Oh, get there a we life. go. He's step, he's, and then, he's, and he's then next one. to it on the bath, there is the 100,000 YouTube subscriber plaque. Okay. And the bathtub's full of mic stands. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, is. literally is. It's brilliant. I don't know what I'm going to do with these things. I don't want to put them up in my like, recording you've got, you've room. Got, it you've looks got storage space. Oh, not we, the mic we, stands. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you actually mean the the little the, the little award for 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 reaching a ridiculous amount of streams? Yeah, oh, you know I'm great. I'm grateful for them, but it's I'm glad. I, I'm so great. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't know where to put these things without seeming like I love myself. We used to keep our mate um, Josh um, Scriber. We used to keep his EP in our downstairs toilet. In oh, the yeah. old house, that was a that toilet was disgusting. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I've still those? got his graduation photo on top of my fridge when we stole it. Yeah, I used. To, yeah, I, and I that went, fridge is disgusting. <laughs> I went through a phase of um, stealing things from his house uh, one by one uh, to just to almost kind of create this like like shrine to Josh. <laughs> Gaslighting my no, I know. <laughs> just slowly manipulating him over time. Um, but he, but he, he hasn't had his graduation pick for like five years. No, I've got that. Yeah, <laughs> but he's but it got it, it. It was like sort of CDs. It was albums or like just just little trinkets from around his flat. Uh, and then one time, I actually just stole his computer mouse, and um, he was he was really upset because he just couldn't do any work. <laughs> <laughs> you like one of those annoying prankster pricks? Thanks, mate. You be punked. <laughs> you be punked. <laughs> Punk, bro. Fees, how are you doing this week? Doing all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, elaborate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, in pre-production on the animation that I'm working on. I got through like a sixty-panel storyboard, Whoa, which just took okay. fucking forever. Um, and yeah, we're dealing with stuff for the documentary. Is storyboarding um, something you do? Um, like, is that just part of your process, or do you do that for other people as well? Uh, I yeah no I I have done storyboarding as as a as a thing as a as a, 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 a thing I offer clients and that has been fun to do in the past. Mm. I labour over them though. I put too much fucking time in. Well yeah because I've 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 watched um, some people do because like there's a, a couple of agencies that I work with. They normally have like an in-house 
uh, storyboard artists. And as you're talking, they'll be like sort of drawing up these frames of like the idea or like what you've said. And it's just like, whoa, what? Wait, hold on, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's just like, and yeah. it is like sort of that like 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 comic book level sort of drawing. And they just and they just do it that quickly but then i guess like they pay like they must pay like a ridiculous like daily rate to just like sit in that office but you're coming I, I i was working in the studio one time i was doing a bit of freelance animation and uh right at the end of the day uh the uh, some storyboard chap like emerged into the office i was sort of sharing the office with the director they the all studio. do that don't they? they it's like it's like some weird it was like, right sort the end of the day, like like six <laughs> o'clock and like he, he kind of like emerged, sort of like bent over a little bit with his dry ice, tablet. kind of mist, kind and of like, like kind of like like shuffled into the room like Igor <laughs> sat down at, at the table. I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? And why is he only allowed out when everyone's gone? <laughs> and he sort of like started doodling on his iPad as the director sort of just unloaded his whims for the next project. Yeah, is this you now? And that man <laughs> was me. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, yeah, I'll be, yeah, and I've been working on some tunes as well. Um, nice. I sort of inadvertently started the Sumo's album. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was it I before? Was it just a bunch of tracks? It, yeah, I've, I've, I don't know. It will happen when it happens. It's just it, you just you just take just taking it as it as it comes, really. Yeah, well, <coughs> because of the quarantine, I uh, I didn't mean to sort of bring this up. Um, we we had the album launch for Benji like mm. half planned, and um, it's just uh, it's, it's because of the quarantine, and everything we sort of put it on hold. Uh, I think I'm gonna go back to that once I'm done with this animation. Yeah. Um, and figure out what's going on there. We had a we had a whole uh, music video shoot. Have I mentioned this on the podcast? We had a music yeah. video shoot that was fucking cancelled. Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at animating the next music video. Oh, um, that's cool. So uh, that's a whole bunch more extra work. Not, not making it easy for yourself. You're, you're sort of filling your time with a lot of, a lot of cool I, stuff. I, I'm so fucking busy. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning yesterday. Yeah, what's with that? What are you doing? Know, mate. What are you doing in the early hours, me? mate? Means me and sleep hate each other. Mm. No, I, I, I have the same. It's, it's one of those weird things. I think I think uh, lockdowns having a weird effect on a lot of people's sleeping patterns and 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 like sort of dreams. I, I know a lot of people are having quite odd sort of uh, dreams when they sort of wake up. I've I've had a few. I won't die. I won't uh, delve into them because yeah, uh, nobody likes no to one hear wants other to, No one wants to hear my dreams. No one wants people that. screaming in the street outside. I apologize <laughs> if you can pick that up. He's lived in Tremorfa. There, <laughs> there's like this, this this family that live in the, in the house just off the back, like around here, and uh, they like to have their um, uh, domestic disputes in the street. Oh, I, that's I, always I don't fun. Know why, if it's just for sort of like theatrics? Are they or, the ones with the Christmas decorations still up? Nah, nah. They're, they're Wait, right, there's people right. still with this Christmas. Just, it's Christmas so. every day. I'm set there. Let's check. Yes, there is, there is a there is a Christmas tree. There is not, surely. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's still very much there. It kind of looks permanent. Yeah. Do, do they it switch like, it on, or is it just like is it just you know like the the they turn them off and and you can see the uh, once a year. <laughs> oh man, love my ends, bro. Love What's my a, ends. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a. Um... Oh yeah, shit. What about you, Josh? Thanks, mate. Oh, good, so I was, gonna, I was just gonna, I was just going to talk about myself there because I guess I normally that's what I normally have to do, but it's, it's okay. Don't worry. Right. Okay, come on. Don't Don't spill keep... the beans. You Get little it going. work at home gnome. <coughs> keep it going. Let's catch up with Josh. What's he been up to this week? Fucking what is it? Does this Late. thing work? Thanks, dude. Same two chords. <laughs> yeah, it's just, jingle. I was gonna say it's not not very. Might need to load a few more. <laughs> That's meant to be a, yes. Oh fuck! Yes, we got the OP one out. That's meant to be like an air horn to celebrate. Gimmicks. Straight gimmick. Doesn't sound very good. We'll Come get some on, new, new sounds. Thanks, dude. I'm just I'm, tr- I'm just trying to tell you about my week. It's been it's been yeah it's been it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been going on with Josh, our mate, this week. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's 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 been good. I think this week we're um, uh, just. I, th- I think we're trying to sort of do a lot more um, internal stuff. I think like my main thing is making a new advert for the company because um, okay. we don't do too many uh, like client facing uh, videos. We do a lot of, like show reels and that kind of stuff. But we're actually sort of making a sort of scripted, um, sort of animated uh, video to kind of really show our animation 
process to kind of show like sort of clients like, oh, it's super easy. And we'd go through the whole process. I've been sort of on the sort of digital kind of marketing sort of brain this week. Um, so it's, it's been all right. But um, one of the jobs I had this week was quite weird. We're doing some like copywriting for... Um, uh, for one of our clients, and, and they, they they want to sort of reimagine how their sort of like their brand sounds, um, like tone of voice kind of stuff, and they want to just sound more Buzzfeed. Um, which okay. I don't know if you've been working in the middle of the day, and then you go on like Buzzfeed or one of these sites, and it becomes just a fucking hole. It drags you in. And it's just like, uh, just like, what kind of top, cat top are you? Top ten uh, yeah. rabbits in glasses. We used ten baking trays to figure out which was which most looked like Jesus. Which uh, was the best one to cook crystal meth on? You'll never guess which uh, which one my husband decided on. Um, you won't believe this sausage. <laughs> this man has three legs. Uh, it, That's interesting. <laughs> I don't actually have it. I click on it though. I I like ten rated conjoined twins. <laughs> This is this is why I like got rid of Facebook pretty much. Just seeing stuff like that and then clicking on it, like mm, just just a, just absolute shite. I mean, it's just like um, I just I described it as like the Venus flytrap of the internet. Right, I think for me it's just that, like that's, those, that's those TikTok sites. Now. Is it, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I I, th- I think I think BuzzFeed is a more like. TikTok is is just serving its purpose really. It's, it's like you use the generated content, whereas BuzzFeed is just like this constant clickbait. Go on, go on, click yeah. it. It's like it, it's this little, you know, it's, it's the little sort of poison apple that, that it dangles in front of you. Um, so I, I I had to look into this. I had to look into BuzzFeed to try and figure out how how to write like it. Um, more in like a sort of. I, I, I got what they meant from it is in like they want to sound more sort of like gossipy chatty as your mate because that's how BuzzFeed does it they they entice you with these little hooks that sound like it's your mate so they 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 they're like a recognized news source though like it's not they, they, news I know it's, it's not, not news, news but you'll be like like at a political event and you'll see like oh you got you got CBS and NBC and then Bu- BuzzFeed I like asking uh, you uh, what fucking friends character you are is not news <laughs> I'll do it but it's not news <laughs> what kind of Bastardized world do we live in? I'm Joey. <laughs> Obviously, always a Joey. Everyone, does everyone want to be a Joey? Would you want to be a Joey? I don't want to be a Joey. Oh. I want fucking off this planet, mate. I want to be. That's m- not a character from Friends, yeah. mate. But. <laughs> <laughs> Should have introduced our guest oh, a long yeah, time we, ago. We should have. We should have done. We're fucking. We're not professionals, and don't allude to me. Please welcome. It's Louise Schofield. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> fucking hell, that's loud. Tune. That's amazing. Well, I'd say yeah. Thanks. Thanks for holding on there while we <laughs> while we just descended into like a, a little. I a was little. enjoying that. I really was. <laughs> So, um, for those um, who don't know uh, Louise, you're a, a presenter, actor, but I think that's uh, not not only that. You're a sort of like a you know, radio host. You, you, you're sort of a uh, c- comedic writer. You're you're sort of like you're doing so much. Like, yeah, I do too much that my brain doesn't know how to. Generally, like I do way too much. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> a lot of comedy is something that. Uh, so basically, I write and perform comedy sketches for the BBC, which is the new channel BBC Sesh that's been up. Um, I'd never done comedy before that, which was weird. So I kind of got into doing comedy, and then I was like, "Did one day you you just like said something? You're like, hold on a second, I'm quite funny." Was like, did, 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 did some, was somebody like, "Hey, Louise, you should uh, you should you should write something. You should you should you should try this out." Unfortunately, so like I thought I was, I just think I'm a moron to be honest. I just say things and then just hope people laugh. But um, I, well, it's kind of geeky because I used to make these little um, sketches on YouTube, oh, which cool. don't need to be found or dug up. Oh, again. oh yeah, yeah, lock uh-huh, those down. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think everyone, I think most people have got like some dark YouTube channel with just stuff that you just do not show. Yeah. And Ali's nodding. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I, I, I've never met Louise before, so I had to go on a bit of a deep dive. So oh, you've, been on, you've gone back to the first video on YouTube. 
dig it up, shall no, we? No, it's the dark web, but my version. <laughs> no, we don't have to do that today. Let's not. Let's leave that. But, but yeah, but, but so, so, so you started sort of making little sort of funny videos on YouTube then. Well, then that sort of just... I don't know that that sort of kind of grew into this sort of comedic kind of um, uh, kind of role, I guess. Yeah, well, I was just, I think I was just bored in uni, <laughs> and then the B, well the BBC found them, so they what? actually asked me because they, they found, found they found them online. I don't know how or where or who is an enemy of mine that said, <laughs> "Look, look at this girl. Well, look at what she's doing," because they're just horrendous. But yeah, they they found it, and then they like, it was when they were just launching BBC Sesh, so I was like one of the first cohort to kind of get involved with it. Oh, and nice. then they asked, said they're launching this new channel. Do you want to make some stuff? And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I. <laughs> came up with some ideas and then that kind of rolled into that so to be honest like I love comedy now and I've started to do like writing more stand-up stuff as well mm. and getting into all that but um yeah it was completely new to me really and I was kind of scared that trolls on the internet would come and attack me and say this is not funny which people do probably but I don't see them don't read the comments that's the that's the, yeah. that's the number I, one nah, read that's the false, first rule of life just don't read comments they're so funny though sometimes Oh, they are. Like, yeah. so, like so some, some of Ali got a lot of um, interesting comments from when he did a cover of um, uh, Guns N' Roses for a, for a Lynx advert. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, most, most they of your little sort me. of like yeah, a lot a lot of your sort of uh, like on stage banter revolved around reading the comments <laughs> <laughs> for a while, which are great. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We yeah, don't my mum's my, my boyfriend got worried. Thought I was going to get killed or something. <laughs> oh god. He took, it, he took it all too seriously. Well, they weren't, so, they weren't they idiots on were. the internet. Well, there weren't threats, were there? There weren't threats. It was just like, you know, I wish he was dead. Not like I'm going to kill oh, him. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You just Trolls. covered a song. Yeah, oh, good one, guys. <laughs> I, I, Guns N' Roses oh. fans are just so well known for their, like, acceptance of other, uh, uh, other, other people. <laughs> yeah, so surprising. Big, uh, big question oh, for you, yeah. though, Louise. What, um, what were those videos that were, uh, like, were originally found by the BBC? What did they, what did they see on YouTube? They're like, she's got it. Uh, do you know what? I, I asked myself that two years down the line. Um, but <laughs> so basically what I used to do, I used to do this thing called, so my music blog, it kind of linked in with it. So I used to call it Unique First World Problems mm. to link it in with that because I didn't, ha I wasn't under Louise Schofield at that point. I was under that name. So um, they were just basically about like awkward conversations, like women's problems, all everyday first world problem stuff into a little like, I don't know, I think it was like a 15 minute sketch like of like me playing thing. loads of different characters. Oh yeah. wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, cool. I do a lot of multi-rolling. Like having conversations with yourself, like sort of back and forth. You yeah, was... a lot of cheesy editing. Like I literally, I still have the same camera to date. It's like a little 700D. Oh, and lovely. It's done, it's done me well for my first camera. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's how I film all my like, band interviews and everything. I film literally everything on that camera. It's like my little baby. Well, I was going to say, I think um, you first came up on my on my radar like as, as one of the sort of creatives around um, kind of South Wales when... Um, I think you were doing your sessions like unique lullaby stuff, um, yeah. which is which is which is great. So that, that's that's kind of how that's how I started, uh, and, and, and even V's was, um, was was helping me with it. With we did even V's, even V's, even V's was on it. Even I did yeah, some we, things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 had it. It's called Bedroom Live, but it was it was so cool to see somebody else actually kind of going out of their way to sort of like you know find sort of un, unknown artists or, or up and coming artists and just. I know, just just by any means, get them to play, have an interview, and just be genuinely like interested and, and enthused by these people. So I, it, it was really cool to see you doing that. So how did you get into that? So I, I well, I kind of because I'm I'm actually from Nottingham originally, and then I went to uni in Cardiff. So I wanted to like set up a music blog. So I set up Unique Lullaby. I, I initially set it up just to be geeky about music. I just wanted to write mm. about music really. Um, and then I was like, oh, actually, I'd like to do some interviews and start doing that. So I started to get in touch with local bands in Cardiff. And lucky Cardiff is such a great scene for music. Like there's mm. so much going on, which is what I miss about Wales a lot. I love, love the Cardiff scene. So I was kind of getting in touch with loads of artists and then doing little blog interviews and stuff. And then I thought, you know, I got onto Radio Cardiff, so I wanted to do a little show and oh, I cool. wanted to make it a new music show. So mm. I sort of started getting interviews onto there. And then... I just sort of 
realized I wanted to be a presenter. So I was like, mm, okay. So the only way I can kind of start this if it is, is if I start a YouTube channel and get a camera and start interviewing bands myself. So yeah. I set myself up, got me a little tripod, got me camera, <laughs> set it all up, got me mics. And then, yeah, so it just started from there and it kind of snowballed and then, I realised, you know, there's so many good bands coming into Cardiff from out, outside as well. Mm. So I started to get in touch with them. And then the bands just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, it just kind of grew Snowballs, from there. Snowballs, doesn't it? it? Was, yeah, yeah. It was a snowball, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a scary, fast snowball. So what, what are you working on now? So uh, now I'm kind of like, I'm living in London now and uh, I'm doing a lot of presenting work. So I do everything from, um, I do a lot of freelance stuff. So I do everything. I present everything really. I'm into games as well. So I do a few gaming events. Um, I do a lot of festivals, a lot of gigs. Um, I've got my own podcast and I'm kind of just doing anything to do with music really. What's going on with like the whole like 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 pandemic situation, hazmat in what, had to what? bring it down to COVID, didn't you? Yeah, I was no, going down no, a I'm nice well, I was no, going down a nice lit- creative you route and you're listed, like, like, about the virus. <laughs> like nine out of ten things you just said, like literally are like can't fucking happen right now. Yeah. So, so what's going on? I've uh, started a podcast at home, so I've started a new music podcast and yeah. I pick a few tracks every week which are like it's to support the bands that are releasing stuff during the, this time because it's so hard and music is like the hardest thing to get out there at the moment so i've been releasing some uh podcasts which support that and a lot of the like kind of the campaigns around the releases and stuff and i just basically just geek out for like half an hour about music what's your what's your vibe them. so i'm i'm kind of like well i'm a bit i'm probably mainly indie and rock Really, okay, that's okay. a big genre. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of. It's not wide. <laughs> Indian rock in general, um, but I'm Indi- kind of I'm Indian partial. rock. Indian rock. Indian. 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 Have, you, yes. have you seen that like Indian street metal? You seen that shit? Oh yeah, the Indian street metal is very. What? Yes. Indian Indian street metal. Yeah, I don't know how I know this in auto these days. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard metal until you've heard someone like gut screaming in Punjabi. <laughs> Yeah, that's not in my podcast. (laughs) (sighs) No, it's a shame. Maybe, maybe it will be. I'm disappointed. It needs to be. It needs to be. It needs to be. I need to get all the genres in there. So, what's your what's your source for these new bands? Then is it sort of uh, like obviously like people have their own kind of uh, avenues of finding new music? Uh, Is that a secret of yours? Like, are you allowed to like tell us like where do where do you find these new artists? Yeah, well, I kind of, I do, I've always been someone that loves to kind of dig through to music. So when I was younger, when I used to go to gigs, I'd always go and catch the support. Mm. I always wanted to make sure I did that. So I used to kind of like, well, then it was like track of the week on iTunes, like when you used to just download okay. that free track mm. and I used to find tracks from there. That's cool. Um, and now I get a lot of press releases sent to me. So I get... I've got inbox of inbox of oh, inbox cool. of just so many press releases from loads of different PR companies. And I find a lot of my music through there, which is really exciting because you get to list something and you're like, oh, never heard do of you like, and- Do you, f- um, I guess you can watch these bands grow quite well. I mean, is there anyone you've had put into your inbox in the last kind of couple of years, which now you've managed to watch them kind of really expand into something mm. and you were like a big fan anyway? I think what well, Sam Fender was one of them. I remember getting a press release oh, okay. from him like oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah, he really blew up. He just blew up. I mean, I remember seeing him in Cardiff when he played. I think he played Big Top in oh, Cardiff, wow. like a couple. I think it must have been like three years Gosh. ago or something like that. Um, and that was amazing. And now he's just completely flown. He's just this huge yeah. artist, and mm. it's it's mad how quickly it does roll if you click on the right sound. But there's a couple of bands that I've interviewed recently that have got a really big sound, and I can imagine them blowing up in the next year probably you, you want to name one or two of them or give, give so the predictions the, the predictions so i think well the snuts are one of them they're a band from the, scotland the snuts the snuts yeah or is that snots okay. but with a scottish accent these nuts these nuts is already a band it's just nuts with the snut <laughs> how long until like some shitty metal band is called covid19 it's going it's probably already it's, it's, it's probably happening I read an article that people in America were offended because someone named their child middle name COVID um, <laughs> recently. Oh, fuck me. They said it'll help him grow up to be a strong young man. I don't know why. And, but. you know, just an infectious personality. Okay, that needs a sound bite right there. That needs like a... Like, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you go... Go... Aha. 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 Now, come on, give it a symphony of. 
Set time to plot. No, last one. Right. Again, it's like my nightmares. Right? <laughs> And that uh, squeaky toy uh, that you didn't realise was uh, under the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> where were we? Where were we? Uh, the Bands. snuts. Names <laughs> of band. Uh, it's a band. So snuts. Snuts is where we were. The snuts. You have to say it in a Scottish accent and it's fun. Snuts. The snuts. The snuts. Aye. It's nice. So what, what do you, you look got- for in, in like, um, I, guess, uh, I mean, there's quite a big broad question, but like, what do you normally, what normally grabs your attention? What sort of about a song do you look for what what is that sort of little sort of <laughs> x factor so to speak that that sort of that, 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 that it's got to have x factor that's what x it actually that was the term before the fucking tv show you <laughs> uh, that makes sense simon <laughs> <laughs> for me do you know what i've always been a big lover of like songwriting so mm. it's really important when something is written well and i look at it in like i'm quite objective now with the way i look at it because you've got to look at different genres and that can lead to different types of songwriting as well and how it's crafted so um I definitely look for that. And I'm, I do like production with, with doing like radio and sort of podcasts and things. I do like the production to be good because if I'm going to play it, it kind of does need to have that quality that will work quite well. Mm. But like if bands are kind of really starting out, and you know, some of them can't get access to a studio or something like that, that will bring the quality. Mm. I will, you know, say like if I do like the track. I will kind of say, yeah, I, I really, really like what you're doing. Might not be right for just now, but I really do like oh, what you're yeah. doing. Oh, so you send, oh, them, you, you send them, them, you send them away to re-record. What? what, no. have, what it's like, come, come back when you've redone it. Come back when you've redone it. You're not bringing my podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it devalues your your show. You know, <laughs> but what? But what, what if there's a what if there's a like a demo that is like like has so much potential it is really raw like, like i think we've spoken on the podcast Sometimes about that, like yeah that yeah like, like somebody's recorded it with like a usb microphone into the computer and or something like have you ever come across something that is like like really raw and you're like ah oh, shit yeah i should probably like can't 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 turn them away you gotta you gotta, oh, you gotta oh oh yeah there's been uh, yeah i definitely definitely have and it it yeah i'm not really like someone that's like yeah let's get it out. i don't like that no 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 um <laughs> send it away do it again um i'll just kind of um you know I, i'm quite picky with like what i'm looking for at the certain moment but um it doesn't mean that they're bad but mm. yeah there has been times where i've been sent something really raw and i've got what this is so cool because there's it's something about someone's voice or a way they've kind of like arranged the track. It's like, this is oh, big. Nice. This is like a big beat. I like this. Mm. That sort of motivation, that sort of uh, mindset and drive to actually go out and just do shit. I mean, you're an example of somebody who's kind of going out and 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 sort of doing so much uh, I, I i think we're all kind of the same in that sense i think we all like to kind of like busy ourselves with with projects and stuff um so we do don't you have to deal with real life and the <laughs> <crossing> <laughs> knowledge i'm going to die so what is your tip for being productive <laughs> i liked that for a start but um i think it's <laughs> for me it's just kind of always finding stuff to work on i mean if you find something you're passionate about then it will work really nice because i think everything i've done is because i'm passionate about it and i've actually crafted a career for myself by going from a passion so from writing a music blog to then making a youtube channel to interviewing the bands to like hmm. making that way and then that's how i've been getting noticed by industry yeah. professionals and stuff like that and people are like oh i want you to present for this and i did a bit with bbc wales and the reason I got found by BBC Wales was because of the stuff I was doing behind the scenes. So it is just picking a passion that's something you really like and mm. making something out of it because that's the best way to do it because you're only gonna it's only gonna come from a place that's gonna be productive anyway because you, you want to talk about it. Prove you can do something before anyone's gonna give you money yep. to do it. It's that catch yeah, twenty two, isn't it? Because like you could like you go, like, Oh, I want a job uh yeah, like like doing doing presenting and they're like, Okay, have you got a reel? And they'll be like, Well no, I need a job in order to <laughs> to get the work to show you I can do it. It's like so That's unless it. you do it yourself, you're you're kind of stuck in that little conundrum of 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 this of of there being no proof that you can actually do it. And, and that's where like when we did like Belgium Live and you create something to go and make yourself, like you make something yourself. Yeah. Like like the Belgium Live thing that we went out and and uh, created a project so we we had our own thing to showcase our skills. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, end, you do it for fun for yourself. And like, if you start doing that, then you deserve it to end up being a career because it shows that you care. Mm. And, you know, we spoke about this loads of times and it's why people do unpaid times. internships and stuff because yeah. 
you know, they, they want to show people that they're driven and that's that's a really important thing. But my, my yeah. I guess my, my question would be like, did anyone give you the advice to do that? Or was that something you kind of realized on your own? Like, how did you come to be like, uh, like in that mindset? I think I've always been growing up. I mean, I wanted to be an actress when I was like 16. I was like, I want to be an actor. And then um, I got to like 18 and I was like, hmm, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. But um, and, uh, I, did, <laughs> I didn't really know how to do it. So I wanted to, I then was like, you know what? I've presenting is something that I've always loved to watch and I've always admired a lot of presenters. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this a go. And I think once I started getting into that, I was like, I need to learn how to do this properly. Like, I don't really want to be in the position where I have a job and I don't, I'm not very good at it, which did happen to me when I was 18 by mistake. Uh, not by mistake, I won a competition and it was really embarrassing. Let's pull it apart. Okay, so I'd never, do, I'd done a bit of radio, but I'd never done like TV presenting before. So yeah. I was very new to that whole how to talk to a camera and they tell you to flirt with it or all that and I was like oh, you know, wait they, I can't. they, they do that they, take, they oh, actually tell you to is flirt that a, is that Generally. a 35 mil lens or, oh, oh, <laughs> is, that, is that e-mount or is that is that, oh, is that oh that tripod goes all the way up there oh shit <laughs> too far Louise too far Louise somebody That's generally it. told me that once that you need to flirt with the camera and I was like great I can't flirt in general so how do I flirt with the camera so <laughs> these are my foundations here just flirt with the camera and you'll be a presenter um so I basically I entered this competition for an be to be an O2 Academy TV presenter for the day and the competition if you won it you got to interview Black Veil Brides fans okay. which was okay. terrifying so I basically you had to submit a vlog so I submitted this vlog and it was way too long for how it should have been I think it was like 16 minutes long so how I got what? this presented job I don't even know to this day I feel think either I was the only one that applied or there was about three people that applied and the other two must have been horrendous I don't know to this day they were born without mouths <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we can't really do much of that That's, uh... no we'll, we'll go for that other girl that's like rambling on She'll do. That's flirting with the camera. She does a flirt well, with the camera. She'll do. She has a mouth. Been... <laughs> Give her the eyes. Good Put her on, Jim. Yeah, she's got a mouth. <laughs> she, she'll do. She'll do. The <laughs> so, so, what, so what happened? What happened then? Like, what's, what, what was the? Because was that the first time you said that that, that was your like um, uh, foray into presenting? Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever done anything to screen. So I got there and I didn't really know what to expect. And this was before, like, because I'm someone that I really like. Now I've learned how to research for interviews, and I go very deep into interviews mm. now. I'll go into like as much as I can. But back then, I was very new to it all, and I didn't know about sort of like maybe I should prepped before I went down who knows <laughs> and, I, and I didn't really I didn't I, I didn't even know Black Veil Brides music to be honest what? so when I saw the fans uh, I am I am when I saw those fans I was like I need to get involved in this this looks like a clan so um yeah when I got there and there was these big camera and big lights and they were like right okay great Louise you need, to, you need to do an intro I was like oh god I've got to improvise an intro and I've never done that before so it went okay and I thought that was class I nailed that and then when you watch it back I look terrified like I'm not smiling I literally like I pooed myself because it was literally just <laughs> like a deadpan <laughs> face and I looked terrified towards the camera so I was like oh god did, so, they, did they ask you to do it again or was it like yeah I think I did it one more time but what, like a bit more like as if you were alive that'd be, that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> I think I did it twice but I think the other one must have been exactly the same they thought right we've got two that's fine, we'll pick one. Move on, move on. Whichever one, okay. So we've done our first intro, that'll be okay. And then I had to interview people in the queue. So this is where I wish I'd done my research because they were like, oh, ask them about this fan fiction. And I was like, what? So I was asking oh them about this fan fiction. They were going to all these stories about how they make up, like them getting with each other and how they get with them and dreams and oh. stuff. And I was like, I'm at my depth here. This is my first job. And I'm out of my <laughs> Jesus <depth."> Christ. <laughs> we were going to do the band, I think, but it didn't happen for some reason. I don't think they were doing an interview, but I think that was, for me, the best thing to ever happen because I think that interview would have just been... <laughs> 
terrible. <laughs> I mean, it just would have been. I wouldn't know what I was doing. It would have been wow. awful. What, what a prize it was. Yeah, I know. What won it? I I entered a competition in 2012, and talking of competitions that backfire, I didn't win. But if I did, this would have backfired. But I entered I entered a competition in 2012 before I'd played my first gig. I was just like trying to like really. You know, I'm, I'm a shy kind of person and I know I never really wanted to be on stages or anything, but I was like, oh, I want to make some music. I want to sing. Um, <laughs> and I remember my first show it was fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, I entered a competition to support Gabrielle Applin at the Cardiff Union, right. which is like what, like 2000, 1200. Yeah. And I can just imagine if I had got if I'd won that competition on the night, having to get on a stage and just in be in front of like her who like you know i loved her music at the time and then just like a thousand people like what is this guy doing <laughs> because <laughs> the first gig i ever did end up doing i drank a whole bottle of wine and got on stage and played my songs all wrong the capo was in the wrong position and i was forgetting words <laughs> and like backwards. apologizing backwards? yeah to the five people that were there <laughs> So don't end the competitions. And then the audience, audience rocks up and they're like, son, yeah, I love you. Maybe music's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> no. it, yeah, maybe go and work on it. Sounds maybe, shit, I've never said that, don't worry. Yeah, maybe, maybe go work on it, mate. There we go. <laughs> sort it out. I just heard if you, yeah, I heard if you flirt with the audience, it's fine. So <laughs> just did that and I was kicked up. <laughs> So Float was, with anything and it all works. It's just fine. on the front row. Float with a letterbox. <laughs> I interviewed someone without even knowing what I was fucking doing. Basically blagged my way backstage at a gig in Manchester um, with, with George uh, from uh, two podcasts ago. We uh, oh, went yeah. up to Manchester which one, to which one go was that see for? Wax. Oh, was that was uh, Wax? Yeah, we went up to Wax. Wait, and, you interviewed uh, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, we went up there and I was, I, I, I can't remember even how it all came about. I think we're just like too used to getting the treatments. We're like, we're fucking going backstage. Like, you know, I, I, I don't go anywhere unless I'm fucking like guesty. You not. So um, we just like rocked up and then we, we, we walked in the middle of the afternoon. It's like, uh, yeah, we're looking for wax. And like the security guys just gave us all the fucking codes to the place. Like they gave us all the security. I was like, top-notch security boys. Rubbish, rubbish security. Yeah. <laughs> we let ourselves into the green room oh and we God. just like, kind of like set up and like, you know, we have an air of confidence. We, 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 this was after Bedroom Live. We, we, you oh, you know, we, like, have a long backstage. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're faking it at this I point. I, I, I'm on this side of the barrier, okay, <laughs> where the water is free. No, <laughs> right that's, um, that's, that's when you know you've made it. So never, we, we just like, had like a, a bit of a chat on camera and then I got out my harmonica and did like a beatbox harmonica thing and he rapped over it and there's footage somewhere. But like, they were very confused because they didn't know who the fuck we were. <laughs> and we were just like, you know, setting up camera like, yeah, no, there's a tripod here. Yeah, great. Was, were they like, cool with the that? Fuck? They they were like really fucking confused at first, and then we pulled out weed was it for? and went out for oh, a little Oh okay, oh, okay. And yeah, that was, was cool. Like, okay, and that, yeah, yeah, and that was cool. Um, uh, EOM uh, Wax's producer sadly passed away um, about uh, two years ago, year and a half hmm. ago, and that was, it was cool to get to meet him. He was a really nice guy. Hmm. Um, I meant to meet up with Wax when I went out to LA, but um, he was actually holding a, a benefit show for EOM. But the trick is, it's just uh, having no scruples. No, just no, work I, up. You belong I, I, there. Did, did this happen to me. I was, I was in Mexico and <laughs> the, the venue was all right, but like they had obviously compromised the size of the stage to make a section of it the backstage. Like, so you were on stage and there's just this like little corner which was just this, this, this little like triangle that goes against the wall and you open a door and then you're backstage and it's really, really small. It's like four or five people is like enough, really. Oh, Jesus. And you know, you've got like eight people in it. It's like fucking horrible, really hot in Mexico, no like air conditioning. And this guy just opens the door and just like walks in. It was like, I'm here to take your photo. I was like, oh, okay, maybe this has been uh, organised. And he, he See, comes in. See, that's the vibe. He, that's the vibe we got. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, like, he takes, oh, he takes a photo of me, like, in the bathroom, because it's pretty much the same room. <laughs> and the photo, yeah, the oh, photo was quite nice, to be honest. 
<laughs> and like then Andy, my manager, came in. I was like, oh, a guy just came to my photo. Is that like part of the venue or something? He was like, no. What's going on here? I said, oh, okay. And then he tried to get in again, like, you know, half an hour later. He poked his head to the door and he was literally just like taking photos. <laughs> like that. And I was in the front house. Just like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've been papped. You've been papped. I, yeah. You've been papped. Has he got like, photos of you in, like, in like, your pants or something? Like, what's, what's going on? What, what was I he looking so. for? I think so. Yeah, I've, oh, there's some things I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the Britney treatment. You've fallen out of a limo. We're going <laughs> to... Shit. I was, I was going to ask, Viz, like, how did... So what, what was the job that you went backstage and somehow went from um, harmonica beatboxing with the dude to then... Oh, I'm interviewing him. What kind of job is that? Do you just want to like film the show for us? And we're like, yeah, fuck it. So we ended up filming the whole live show, like uh, <laughs> running around the stage and shit. This is the weirdest. Oh, we literally <laughs> just rocked up to this place. Because, okay, so George guys? actually like knows them? Wax's manager from back in the day. Right. But his manager was back in LA sick or something. So we like there contacted no him. Contact. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> But he never got hold of Wax to let him know that we were coming down. So basically, there was no communication. We could have been fucking anybody. And we just walked up to the venue, asked for security codes, walked into the green room. And that was that. Like, we could have been fucking anybody. Dude, that's great. So... As a presenter, you're meeting people that you don't know. How do you like instantly appear charismatic and make them like you and like make a night like a situation comfortable? How do you yeah, make affable? affable. Yeah, right. I think I always chat to them before. Like I always sit down mm -hmm. and talk to whoever the guest is because I for my interviews in particular. I never want them to be question, answer, question, answer. Like, I hate watching those interviews where someone will ask a question and then, yeah. like, the band or whoever you're interviewing will say something and they'll talk about something. And the next question is so reg regimented that they won't even talk about what they've spoke about. So mm. I like to talk to them before. So when we do the interview, I'll chat, I'll bring that into the conversation. So whether it's, like, how they got to a gig or how they got to the interview and it went wrong, then we'll talk about that. So I like to have a lot of banter with people. Like, that's really important because... That's, I'm, and I think I always get like a nervous talker, so I'm always like, oh, I'm just gonna be funny and hope that helps. Because <laughs> <laughs> your um, your style is quite, um, I, I like it. It's really sort of like energetic, and, and you're very sort of, you make sure that you um, you hold the attention of of, of, of the of the viewer. Like it's, it's very sort of, you can you could you, it's it's kind of like a like an electric kind of energy, and you always kind of like feed that into the uh, whoever you're interviewing. They always try to. Um, match you because I, whenever I do interviews for documentaries and stuff, that's a. I think that was like one of the first things that was that was taught to me was that like if you're going into this interview with low energy, and your sort of you know body language, it's, it's everything. You have to be yeah. even if you're not on camera, you have to you have to present to the person. You have to almost be what you want your interview uh, interviewee to be. I've found. Um, it's, it's almost like, you know, if, if you want them to be energetic and, and give responses that are sort of quite um, enthusiastic, you have to do that to them. Um, so, yeah. What, yeah what, what have you found in terms of like techniques with that and how did you learn them? I think for me, I think I always kind of learn after doing stuff that if you go in with researched questions, it helps so much because mm. some artists, if you start asking them questions and they just aren't like some people's questions are just awful. Like, you're just like, why are you asking this artist that? Like, why what's, what's are you a delving question? into that? It's, oh, like, I um, don't know. Like, where did your band name come from? Or how did your band start? And it's, oh, God. Love that. Like, I mean, yeah. syntax just... isn't I'm... even on point. How did your band start isn't even good English. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, if that was someone asked me that, I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Let me, uh, Get a let dictionary. Me... <laughs> I, I I get the well, how did where did your band name come from like all the time like yes. constantly. But it is it's quite weird because you because you're a British artist, but your name is uh, Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, so it, yeah. so I guess it is sort of yeah. I, a bit I get intriguing. it. <laughs> I totally <laughs> get you're it. Ask, you're asking <laughs> for it. You're asking for and it. I know. I know. It's a, <laughs> it's not the, English. Like, the only question, the, the other question I really hate is like, you know, what what your influences, where do your influences come from? And it's, yes. it's, it's kind of like, it's just so broad and it's asked to everyone. And 
Yeah. So unless unless it's specifically about this one album, which is like a concept album, and it's going to be a really interesting answer, yeah. it's going to be like, well, you know, just life, you know, music, other people's music, you know, the things I've gone through in the last, you know, year, whatever. It's, yeah. it's the same answers. Yeah, I yeah. think because what I tend to do for those questions is I look on Spotify and I have a look at the playlist that bands have made, and I'll talk about the artists that they've chosen and sort of like a little bit to delve into like what they're listening to rather than like why do you like this band or why do you like what because I don't like what's your influences because yeah. To be honest, and it's better if, I mean, if people want to ask that question, I think it's better if people kind of research what the person's influence is and maybe say, so you take a lot of influence from this artist and do so it in a way that, mm. yeah, yeah, word it in a way that kind of makes a little bit more sense and looks like you've done some research because mm. that's the worst. But, do do yeah. you have like any like, like definitely never do that? It's like, like, like. Little, little things that you pit holes you absolutely avoid when you have to interview someone I tend to, with songs because songs are obviously a personal thing and sometimes they do have themes and if an artist openly spoken about a theme of a song we might delve into it a little bit but I'm more interested in the around everything mm. around the song and who they've recorded with yeah. and what how it's been produced and what they've kind of done with it rather than this is the topic why have you written about this topic yeah. because the artist sometimes don't want to talk about that because it's not really relevant to what they're promoting at the moment it's not about the song it's kind of like what the song is in the end product sort of thing mm. so that's something i always avoid because i've seen so many people interview people and they ask a personal question and it just makes it awkward and then the whole interview is just kaput hmm. because the, the, <laughs> the person is just like no so I've, yeah it's like oh i've heard this song's about uh, your dad dying so uh, like t- 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 tell me how's how's your dad oh no not how's your dad how does that feel don't do it so yeah i say louise like i like, like you said you present like a whole load of shit and i, I saw you presenting um was it the it was the film awards was it the yeah, the national film awards national film awards that was the one and uh, yeah. you spoke to my boy idris elba Oh yeah, that was that. yeah. That was another one that was sort of like scary because I'd never <laughs> done a list like celebrities before, yeah. and that was something that was really. So I basically the reason I got that was because when I first went to London, I was just applying for like loads of different presenting jobs that I can get, and just to get my face out there a little bit. Um, so I applied to this. Uh, it's called the World Banking Awards. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The, the, world, cool. the, world the, the, yeah, yeah, the World Banking Awards. Yeah, yes, say that a few times. World Banking Awards. Banking. World. B A, not banking. the other one. World Banking Awards. If the other one I, I, exists. Idris is a, is a handsome chap, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I did that, and then that kind of led to the National Film Awards because the guy that ran that runs the National Film oh, Awards nice. and stuff. So it was kind of like it. I find that everything I do always leads into something else because I'm a, I'm a bit of a networker, so I'm always like, this is me. This yeah, is what to. I do. Yeah. Would you like to put me on this? Um, so, yeah, so then I did that, which was really scary. So I did my first ever red carpet, which was something I'd never done before because there's What's a different like? way of... It was, like, really intimidating because there's people coming through that all the time, all the time, and mm. it's a different type of question because you're not really prepared for it. You don't know who's going to come on the red carpet. We had, like a guest list sent beforehand but you don't know sometimes some of those people don't turn up and some of them are sort of like producers nominated for a film and sometimes mm. you don't know what they sort of look like so um <laughs> do you have to, oh, so, 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 so do you have to try and like obviously like idris uh, idris elba's like i think most people on the planet know, know oh, what yeah. idris elba he looks was... like but let's yeah let, let's 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 say sort of um uh, some some producer comes along for a film actually you know you you could have like he's he's up for an uh, for an award do you have to like, yeah, dig around to kind of be like, or do you be like, uh, listen, mate, who are you? <laughs> or, like, do you know what? <laughs> I tried this thing where I was like, hi, I'm Louise. And I was like, please say your name. Please say your name. <laughs> you gave him the um, eyes. So, you gave him the please tell me your name. Yeah, eyes. I was like, hi, I'm Louise. And you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and most people did it and some people didn't. And I was like, oh no. Oh, so shit. I kind of had to. You know, work it, how do you how do you work your way around that then? If they're like, "Hi, I'm Louise," I, blank, <laughs> then then how do you I, find I, the name? Literally, I was just like, uh, "So, uh, how are you feeling about nominated for award?" And I'm just hoping that they bring up the film that they're nominated <laughs> for. Like, please, please, please. <laughs> and great. luckily, all of them did. And I'd researched the, all the films that were nominated and stuff, so I was in on that. So I was like, "Thank God." And, and, and how how did how did it go though? Like, were there was it sort of like quite sort of like a. a um, easy easy going or were there any moments where you're like oh shit <laughs> I, I do you know what I was kind of 
it's just nervous. I was just nervous the whole time because I was like, oh God, but it's good. there is going to be an awkward moment. I can just see it. I can just see there's going to be one and they're going to expect that I know who they are and I don't know who they are um, <laughs> and it's going to be awkward. But it was okay. I mean, luckily the backstage interviews were better because that was at Idris Elba and I knew who I was interviewing. See, I, 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 would, I would have found it so hard to not ask him like for his number, like to just, to just, just like. I know my sister was gutted. She was like, "Why didn't you ask him?" I was like, "What for you?" He's like, "What?" Oh, while his wife is, yeah, okay. I, I did. I did. Did yeah. you know that people find you that like you're really attractive? Like, uh, okay. He knows. Yeah, no. He knows. He knows. Oh, then he pulls out a face. You ever watched any interviews with him where he gets called out for being like that? Uh, we got. Uh, voted most attractive man <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> and did I, did face, I? Like, squeezes his eyebrows yeah, together little, and gets the crinkle up. It's a little, it's a little humble. Every it's time little humble brings look. it up. Oh, oh, I wish I we, brought that up. Like he's just been stung by a bee. I love him. If you, if you haven't listened to this, look. Uh, I really liked you in the wire. I'm not sure what he's done mate, after that. Uh, so, he's uh, definitely listening. You don't know what he's done after that, mate. Have you not seen uh, Shaw and Hobbs? No. Have you no. seen Luther? what? I stopped, I stopped watching television in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> the people who are the worst in the music industry are the in-house sound techs or in like in venues like around like Europe or whatever. Oh, wow. Well, not yeah. necessarily in Europe, but like the amount of shows I've done with like a, a female support in Europe um and the in we have our own sound engineer but this support doesn't so they have to use the in-house one mm. and they just they just treat them like shit like they're they're not worth the time of being there and like what? like like they don't and like expecting the the girl supporting doesn't understand what a microphone or a cable is and stuff oh, like this oh shit well, like Jeez. condescending as fuck and yeah just sort of like yeah into the it's microphone these people don't necessarily want to be there that's the thing these in-house oh. techs yeah. You know, do something else. You know it. <laughs> yeah. It's not my problem. Fuck off and do, do, just do something else. It's not a problem. You're not as successful as us. A fucking bastard. I, I, like, cut that I, out. There's just, there's just, there's just, <laughs> there's just no need to be rude to people. And no. we were touring. I, I was kind of proud of the fact we were touring with this um, female artist, and she had a female tour manager with her, and we were touring around Europe together. And the, the tour manager was this like 50 year old black lady who had been in the industry like a long time. And she referred to my band and crew as the the crew and band with the least testosterone she's ever met. I was like, oh, that, that's... This was all for a stop to Yeah, that was, I was like, oh, there's a compliment in there, I think. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you could have said like laid back or relax. Uh, we have geez. no testosterone. I mean, look, I've been in the back of that tour van where you guys play in fucking bananagrams and uh, Uno. <laughs> Pretty lit. <laughs> but, no, no, I, I, I like that fact. I, I, I'm happy with that. <laughs> you know. It's wonderful the LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll arrive. We won't make a scene. You know what? We've quietly our salad Boil, at the back. Uh, you know, one thing. Uh, Boil the kettle and make sure there's hummus in the rider. I was going to say couscous or hummus. Yeah, yeah. make sure there's carrots. <laughs> exactly. And if there isn't, you'll 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 see. Then the... my God, you'll see some testosterone, <laughs> you little bitch. We'll, yeah. we'll find someone who who, who, who can who Guess can what? tell you that we want hummus. I got, got plenty of testosterone, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just just going to slide that shit in there. <laughs> so something. Um, Something I think I think we were chatting in the week, um, Ali. Um, somehow the, the the subject the sub subject came up of um, backing up, backing up music <laughs> or backing up files. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you and you like because you said that you back up all your album, like is it? I mean, I remember I remember yeah because you were kind of shocked when I said, which is it's not very shocking. It's just that like, I back up my album every day onto a hard drive and then put that in a metal box and then put that in a cupboard in a different room. <laughs> See, that's Smart. that's the bit that I was surprised that's, by because normally yeah, people have just got a hard drive just on the desk and you're like, yeah, and I, and I pull if, this book on this the shelf and it turns down. into a it turns it, into a chute and I go down the chute and it turns into like a back cave and then I sort of then there's a then there's a, a butler at the I've, bottom. I've and got, he, yeah, like chips that I put into pigeons and all these pigeons have different songs on them. <laughs> I disperse my I, I disperse the album using pigeons every night yeah. and they sort of scatter around Europe and then hopefully the next day they'll come back and I can work on whatever. Nah, pigeons. they all died. That chip. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Didn't do it. I good. made a grave well, mistake have, there. Have you ever lost anything due to hard drive corruption? This, this, this was yeah. This, this was a this was the topic that I wanted to bring up. Because, because like Mount Kimby, Mount Kimby yeah. bands from uh, London, they uh, their first ever album was only on one hard drive. Yep, and it corrupted. And in order to play it live, they had to remake the entire album from scratch. Yeah, man. It's fucking nuts. Have you ever lost anything like that? I've not. <laughs> I've, I've done something stupid before when Ed and I were making our album. We recorded a bunch of vocal takes and he was like, don't forget to save it. I was like, yeah, of course. And so I like, in front of him, I saved it like eight times in a row with the shortcut. <laughs> like, oh, look, look. And I said to him, I was like, oh, do you reckon if I save it too much, it will delete itself? Yeah, good one. So then I closed the project. The thing came up. I said, do you want to save? I was like, no, what are you doing? And then I was like, why did it say do not save? And I had been like, had a different app open pressing save on it. <laughs> I was like saving oh, on like no. Chrome or something. Oh, so, oh. saving Chrome. Do you, think, do you think if I save it too much, you'll delete? Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, fucking plum. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, I was I was looking into I was looking into this uh, just just like 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 the Mount Kimby thing, just just of artists that have have lost shit because just because of like uh, you know like hard drive or, or laptop kind of stuff. You've got like Skrillex, he had two laptops, two laptops stolen. Yeah, man, um, stolen from a hotel shit. room. Oh, just, you just you just gotta give up on that. Like, there's nothing you can do after that. That was just all his work. It wasn't even finished. It's not. It's called Blood Orange. Um, oh, yeah. from New York and he, he lost everything like a week after he released his album so it's right in an apartment fire but like the blaze like tore through his flat like it took like loads of personal belong belongings recordings and a puppy which is oh, the brutal shit. part I know Bruv. <sighs> Jimi Hendrix left yep. the master to his album in the back of a London taxi yep that's a, that's shit. a, that's never, a, that's a big one never to be seen again <laughs> Um, fucking Hendrix, man. My my favorite one that I found was uh, Calvin Harris. Uh, okay. Now, now he, he lost his laptop in Heathrow, uh, <laughs> and hadn't backed up his album, an entire album, uh, and he put out a call for people. It was like a like a grand or something. He was like, "Oh, please, if you if you find my laptop, uh, I'll give you a grand." Like cause that, al that album's that album. Yeah, I know that album's on my laptop, man. And I need it he's back. He's worth so much money. I, he's, he's, literally, he's literally with the prick. richest. He's the richest fucking DJ and the uh, producer in the world. One thousand pounds. That's what it's worth. That's what it'll give you. Fucking cheapskate. But yeah, um, plot twist. Never actually he, happened. Oh, he stole it himself. It didn't even exist. It never happened. He was just, it like he, a hoax? He did it. He started he, it himself. He, he, yeah, he, he he started the rumor himself because he just wanted more time to work on his album. Uh, six, six, I six might do publicity that. stunt though. Like people yeah. be sharing it around like yeah, crazy. Yeah, but when you get That's caught smart. doing stuff like that, then you're a complete prick. Yeah. Like there's an artist I know who did some very questionable things. You know, he he went viral because basically he was on a plane. And there was a girl sat next to him and he didn't know her. And they got talking just friendly and she got talking about music. And she was like, oh, these are some of my favorite artists. And his name was on the list of her oh. favorite artists. Oh. So she was like, oh, listen to this song. So she like gave him a headphone <laughs> and was playing song. him, his music. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, this is nice. And she was like, oh yeah, I love him. It's like, I love these songs, blah, blah, blah. They got talking a lot. And he was like tweeting the whole thing on the plane as it was happening. Like, this is awkward, guys. I'm set by a fan. She's making me listen to my own music. Oh, cringe. And all this. Oh. And then the plane landed. He like gave her a note that said, I am. Oh, God. You know, he left and he had like his email address on there. So she emailed, like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know it was you. I love your music, blah, blah, blah. And he put this all online and it went viral. Oh. And it turned out none of it was true. And he had made up the <gasps> whole thing. And if you're gonna oh make something God. up, don't make yourself out to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he was—he didn't want to embarrass her by saying. It was, it was, it's, like, it's like in the office. Where it was like, oh, that's awkward. Someone's, yeah, 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 someone, yeah. someone's oh. telling me they like my music. They don't. But they don't know it's me. Oh. It, it, it turns out um, a lot more of these things had been happening that people didn't realize. Like things he was posting on social media. There was like oh. him and a fan outside, like one of. No, there wasn't a picture. It was like. Oh, there's a picture of fan like, holding merch outside one of his shows. And he had like said that this fan was dying of something. 
and he had gone to meet him after the show to like give him a special present and say hi and he oh, kind of tweeted no. about how the whole experience was really nice and like trying to make himself seem really down to earth and such a super lovely guy and that was all you know fiction. fabricated was it? yeah it was it, loads of these things were fabricated oh, and it turns out he had shit. made or at least the person but this whole idea came from a fan apparently and he just went along with it for years and they were both wow. kind of doing this thing together oh, as in, as in and like, they, they had like between them they had made like over a hundred fake like instagram accounts and stuff to comment on his posts and just to kind of help the ball roll with this whole fictitious what just story. to give him like depth as an artist be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's done a good thing for somebody he's, he's like such a great guy just oh, you're putting so much effort into coming up with a plan just do it just yeah. do the thing just do the thing. Do, do the thing. Do the thing. You know, it's, it's all online. Fuck me. I'll check that shit out. What's, uh, what's uh, your favourite projects that you've worked on in recent times? Do you know what? I am loving making the comedy videos for the BBC. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah. Like I really do, and I'm I'm really love BBC Wales because they have been amazing sport for me. Like they, you know, they've always like Beth and Elvin in particular. She's always played mm -hmm. my stuff on the radio when I was back in Wales, and um, they've always been really supportive. And you know, like I'm like because it is a pool of people that on BBC Sesh that are from Wales, and you know they've kind of taken me under their wing. They're little Nottingham. One, the weirdo. <laughs> the, northern, um, the northern funny one. <laughs> the northern weirdo. Um, she, she's I mean, exotic. She's from the north. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of it. Exotic. Where's from Nottingham? It's really, really, really palm tree central around here. You're missing out. Beaches two hours away it's great um and uh, yeah so yeah to be honest i'm loving it like it's it's right. good that i can shoot at home as well because it's kept a nice kind of positive atmosphere it's really nice to do comedy during this time yeah. um and especially like because one of my recent sketches has been shared by bbc one so oh, no it's way. on like 1.6 million 1.8 million views oh, now i think wow. and it's a bit nuts which one so, was, which one was that it was the one about being late. That person that's always late. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's, like literally, <laughs> I can I can think about like a dozen of my mates uh, uh, who, who are literally like this. I think it opens with you uh, in bed, and it's it's uh, with with a glass of wine in your hand, watch like in a dressing gown, watching something. It's not porn now. It's not porn. No, just to say that now, it is not porn. It is not a porn. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Though. That is the one. That is the one. But, it, but it's the, the interaction between yeah, it's the interaction between you and your mate. Your mate's like, oh yeah, you come in. Everyone's around my house. I'm like, yeah, I'm literally on my way. It's like, oh cool, see you in a second. And you just kind of put the phone down and you just go back to watching the thing on your laptop. And it's just like, I know so <laughs> many friends. I could just literally imagine, like, yeah, mate, five minutes away. I, I know when like, one of my mates, their five minutes is half an hour. I just, and I factor that in now. It's just part, it's yeah, part bro, of Yeah, but you're the yeah. only person I know that sees a party invite at seven o'clock and shows up at seven o'clock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the amount of times so we were living together and we're like, oh, yeah, there's a party going on at uh, seven o'clock. I'm like, yeah, but we're going to get there for what, like nine? Yeah, half nine. You're like, what? It's I'm not cool, B. It says seven o'clock on the, f and I'm like, oh, God. We, everyone's going to be sober. No, the trick is you show up when everyone's half half lit and then <laughs> everyone's like hey! and you look you manage to get the accolades without any effort you walk <laughs> and that's why like, everyone's happy to see I you i want love and respect with no fucking effort <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's my manifesto the and then you just avoid people you don't want to see all night really and then do the big goodbye of course the big goodbye <laughs> the big goodbye that's, a, that's such that's such a good the technique learned that from curb didn't you <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah like a, yeah. oh I'm sorry. We're gonna. I'll, I'll see you next night. week. I'll see you uh, next time. Next next time we'll chat. It's like, wait, well, you doing yeah. the big goodbye? You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. I'll see you. See you soon. It's like you're, you're I big. just say maybe, and then don't go. <laughs> <laughs> So. I was I was going to ask to to kind of like try and try and round up nicely, uh, Louise. What um, what advice could you give to people you, you know who who are, who are looking to kind of pursue sort of uh, being a presenter, actor? Because you, you obviously you you you've been like I said before, you've got this kind of like awesome motivation and drive behind you. What 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 advice could you give to people who are looking to go into that sort of that industry career or that sort of um, um, that realm? Beware yeah. that you know, this advice might end up giving someone a job that you could have had. So. Yeah. O2 yeah, Academy. Yeah. Undermine Bill everyone. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> give, give some really bad advice now. <laughs> <laughs> 
what I would say is like, just go and do it. Like there's so much you can do now and it's so easy because this community radio, there's student radio, there's hospital radio. If you want to get into radio, contact one of them and get yourself a show because it is the place to learn. Like I remember listening to shows that I first did and they were just horrendous. I was just awkward yeah. and it was just not professional at all. And then now I listen to stuff back now and I'm like, you, that, that's better. That's been improved. That's that you learn on the job. And TV presenting wise, I think you've got YouTube and you've got so much you can do online. Just get a camera and start making stuff. Start doing some, do some vlogs, start going out and interviewing people. You could do, not now because you can't <laughs> contact people now, but <laughs> when this is all over, go out and interview people and, mm. you know, on a topic, a topic and just do some Vox Pops and just get used to being in front of a camera and enjoying yourself and pick something that you really like at first and then I feel like you can branch out after that because... I started out with music, but now I do like film awards and I do like mm. gaming stuff and I do an, a whole array of different things. So you can branch out because people start to know your name then. You've just got to get yeah. your name out there. You can fall into things and then you learn on the job, which is nice. Yeah, Always learn on the job. Say yes to everything. Figure it out later. And that's genuine don't advice. Don't say yes to everything. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, there's actually, yeah, yeah, don't say yes to everything. Uh, uh, that's, that, that's like a big thing I've learned is to not say yes to everything. Uh, right. Don't say yes to anything. <laughs> <laughs> and flirt with the camera. Yeah, flirt yeah. with oh, the yeah. cameras and <laughs> big <laughs> objects. And say no to everything. Even if the camera is not that hot and you don't want to, just... Guess what? You have to yeah, do it. signals. Mix signals. Just inspire some intrigue. You know what? What, into the camera? Just like, what's, yeah, wait, hold on, what's, go what's, what's going on? She's looking at me weirdly. But yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly everything turns into a joke. And that's just how it is. <sighs> that's the name of my biography. <laughs> 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 Louise, thank you so much for coming on. It's, it's been awesome, kind of meeting you and, and chatting through all your sort of ideas, like career and, uh, and all the exciting stuff you've been doing. And I cannot wait to see what you get up to next. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. Thank so, you. So, where, where yeah, can people where can people find you? What's what's uh, give, give us your your, your links. So they are all at Louise Schofield TV on every social media platform, apart from Twitter that didn't let me have enough characters. So it's Louise Schofield TV. <laughs> I hate that. There's, there's always one that you can't get. Like we don't have Lonely Arts Club, do we? Uh, we got like, Lonely Arts Club, uh, Lonely Arts Club pod. Right. And like I've got. got I've got Nova Moore and a bunch of them but on Twitter it's like I am Nova Moore and there's like a woman who said Nova Moore for years and she never ever tweets. <laughs> You're trying. Does You're my trying. head in. She's got like two followers. Not bitter, not bitter. Yeah, I'll say yeah, thank thank you so much, Louise. And uh boys is great chatting as always. Oh, oh <laughs> Ali just Ali just, had, just somehow had a ukulele next to him. Let's get that dueling uke in there. Oh, mine's actually. Yeah, tune first, lads. Come on. <laughs> hey! Sounds like we're selling cat food or something. <laughs> Buy the cat food, the only cat food, the best cat food you'll ever eat. Well, actually, well you shouldn't eat it. Your cat, cat will eat. <laughs> your, cat, your cat will eat. Don't, please don't eat our cat food. It, it definitely please don't is not. eat the cat food. <laughs> no. That's for the cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so give, give us a little uh, a hopeful jingle. Do you think I am some sort of musician? Here's the song of hope, mysterious hope, mysterious hope, and hairy soap. Leave the hairy soap alone, kids. Get the fuck out of here. Don't get COVID 19. Everyone look nice and shiny, nice and clean. Get the fuck out. Lonely Arts Club, I've been Fees. <laughs> I've been Josh. Hello. Louise. Nice one, cool, and let's Get sign the out. Fuck out of <laughs> <laughs>